guys and welcome to episode 19 of the crash rabbit pod the podcast dedicated to exploring the magical world of tokyo joshi i'm your host robbie and i am of course joined by my friend ty ty how are you i'm doing good robbie great to hear it's been very stormy lately outside yes this weather we've got some uh, tjpw to talk about of course I've uh, got some Vetch JPWs, uh, the latest Bullet Show, and uh, TJPW Inspiration to talk about today. So let's first off start with Vetch JPW. Uh, of course, happened at the Ice Rib Dojo. Number 23, we have a tag match between Miriam Mashita and Hikari Noah versus now Kakuda and Mahiro Kiryu with Miu defeating Mahiro with the skull kick in 9 minutes, 57 seconds. Mahiro says their opponents are dangerous, but not necessarily a good combination. Now, says Miu and Hikari are strong, but her and Mahiro are also a nice tag team. Miu says now pulls hair too much, and Hikari simply says it's easy it's an easy way or it's an easy win. They will win in three seconds, she claims. Um I actually really enjoyed this match. Uh, the hair spot with Now and Miu was fun. Just Miu's face as Now is pulling on her hair. Uh, plus her just saying, don't touch my hair. Uh, so angrily. Nice stuff. Um, Ty, I think uh, Mahiro and Now, they're actually not a bad team together. Uh, some of their double team spots uh, I thought looked good. For example, yeah. Mahiro, she has uh, Miu in a Boston Crab. Uh, as Now also has Hikari in a submission. Uh, now throws a card to the side and kicks Mew as Mew is firing up. Uh, and I really liked uh, the finish uh, with both Hikari and Mew delivering a kick simultaneously to uh, take out Now and then uh, a school kick uh, ends Mahiro. I thought this was uh, fun stuff. Do you agree? It was pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what did you rate it? I actually gave it two and three quarters. I also gave it the same rating. Oh. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. All right. And number 24, that's JPW. This is the final that's JPW. A singles match between Maki Ito versus Moka Miyamoto with Maki defeating Moka with the Ito Deluxe in 9 minutes and 14 seconds. Moka says Maki is very popular, but she will do her best. Maki then comes in. She asks Aki, who's the cutest in the world? In which the answer is Ito-chan. Ito calls Mocha boring, so she will teach her how to become an entertainer. This was also a fun match. Um, I really liked Maki being a lot more carefree and playful towards the beginning and middle. Uh, she makes faces at the camera uh, during a camel clutch and even counts with Kiso. Uh, while Mocha is in the ropes, uh, Maki just kind of spinning around. 
Chris on commentary was really funny. Uh, just his support for um, his boss, Maki, is incredible. Uh, his shock when Mocha gets out of the who's the cutest in the world and just saying it would be biblical for Maki to beat Mocha up. I, that's great. Um, I appreciate... Uh, or I appreciated the brief shift in tone as Mocha got fired up. Uh, she gets a lot of good offense in. Uh, and when Maki comes back, Maki, she's a lot more brutal and serious. Uh, some of her shots looked actually pretty stiff there. Uh, but then I just enjoyed uh, Maki also going back to the carefree attitude by declaring for the finish, going for that DDT. Uh, of course, Mocha holds onto the ropes. Uh, at the end of the match, Maki and Mocha, they just go through a series of counters with uh, each other until Maki hits the Kokeshi, then locks in the Ito Deluxe to win. I like the mini story told throughout. Uh, nice match. End of that's JPW with the final minute uh, of the stream being Maki making faces at the camera uh, before exiting. So, lovely stuff. Uh, Ty, do you have similar thoughts about this match? Um... Well, I thought pretty much the same. It was very uh, enjoyable overall, the playfulness and everything. So, yeah, pretty much agree. Yeah, I gave it a two and a half. Me too. All right, that's two for two. Uh, what a match to end off that's JPW. Maki Ito <laughs> uh, making faces at the camera. That's great. Uh, Ty, yes. our, we spoke a little bit about this uh, on the previous uh, podcast, are, but I'm going to ask you straight up, are you going to miss uh, that JPW? Mm, yes and no. Like, yes, because I do enjoy um, the promos in the beginning, uh, like a lot. I think it's very uh, enjoyable and sometimes even comedic, especially when yes. Maki goes on the camera. But it does feel a little bit of a filler compared to the main events and the other events like the bullet shows and whatnot. So I think it's, you know, it's, it's a sad departure. It's still sad to me that we're no longer going to be um, seeing Dash JPW or mentioning it anymore. Anyway. <laughs> but I think it's good. It's, yeah, I mean, it well, only... it's good and it's, so. <laughs> it's only um it only lasted three months uh, it was a single match so it's something kind of just extra for the fans to enjoy uh, yeah i agree with you i'm going to miss um the english promos uh, just some of the wackiest stuff i've heard from uh, <laughs> these wrestlers uh yeah uh Ty, do you have a favorite uh, that JPW match or moment or anything like that? Mm, I think they're all pretty equal in my opinion. There's never really one that stood out to me. Uh, I do like when Hyper Missal was on. Uh, yes. I, I think that's very enjoyable to watch. Um, also, Maki, her English promos, I it's very hard to forget those. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. Uh, Hyper Missile, uh, her match with Erisu in that quote-unquote Erisu and Hyperland match, that was my favorite thing from that GPW. Yeah. Uh, such great stuff from there. Okay, so that's basically a wrap on that JPW. Maybe they might uh, do it again. 
someday or something or something similar to that. But uh, yeah. Okay, so let's talk about um, the uh, June 26th uh, bullet show that happened at Itabashi Green Hall in Tokyo. This show actually streamed on YouTube to celebrate uh, the 15,000 subscribers on the TJPW channel. Uh, in the introductions, um, Sayori was actually a ring girl for Ryzen during this, so her replacement is uh, Mike Inoue uh, with Yuki Aino, of course, the previous ring announcer. Uh, Up Up Girls, they sang uh, All Along Away with Aino in the audience, and then we had the matches. So, match one is a tag team match between team of Daydream, Rika Tatsumi, and Mia Watanabe versus Naokakida and Kaya Torabami, with Miyu defeating Torabami with the teardrop 10 minutes and 50 seconds. Tai, what are your thoughts on this match? I thought it was a very good match. Um, I like Kaya in this match. She was very... Uh, I liked her exchanges between her and Miyu, especially. Because Miyu being so... Um, just very strong and physical compared to Kaya's uh, aerobatics. I think it's a very uh, nice combination, very interesting to watch. Um, also, Rika and Kaya, I was very... Like, I felt for a moment that Kaya was, like, almost on the same level as Rika, just for a moment, because while they had their exchanges, it felt very, um, like, they both had control. But then, of course, Rika was able to kind of prevail and, you know, proving that she is more experienced than Kaya. And Kaya really ne needs that experience, but... I think once she gets there, she'll be a very, uh, very strong opponent. So I think there's a lot of potential in Kaya through this match yeah. when I, yeah. Yeah, Kaya Toribami, uh, definitely what she's going to be like in a couple years, very intriguing. Uh, I just really like her presentation, her moves. Um, this match, uh, I thought it was pretty all right. Um, it did take a little bit for me to actually get into it. Uh, Rika, she pulled on Toribami's like sort of crest and beak, which was pretty cool. Um, Miu, she was isolated by Toribami and now mostly. Um, one of Kaya's moves apparently uh, is a slam where she kind of like lifts uh, her opponents over her with like one arm, which is pretty cool. This is the match uh, where... Uh, Toribami falls victim to the giant swing for the first time. Uh, I thought this match was kind of fine. Standard tag match, not too much to say. Um, it gradually built up towards the end. But uh, yeah, uh, I gave this just uh, two stars. Oh, I gave this uh, two and a quarter. Right. And also, uh, speaking of Kaya Toribami, I found out on her Twitter uh, what bird... Uh, she is, or her mask and ring gear is based on. It is based off a cassowary. Ty, do you know what a cassowary is? No. Okay, so for those who don't know what a cassowary is, cassowary is a very big flightless bird that is the closest thing uh, to a modern day dinosaur. It is also known as, like, the most dangerous bird in the world. <laughs> like, 
Oh wow. These cassowaries, they're they're like scary and like they've killed people before. So that's interesting. Um, but I think that's really cool. Uh that Kaya, she's not taking like a traditional like falcon or like hawk or anything like that, but a cassowary, that's pretty dope actually. So uh, yeah. Something I've never heard of. <laughs> you should you should look up videos online. They are properly scary. <laughs> like Oh, I, so, I, I see one right now. Oh, it's those birds. Oh, I've seen it before. Yeah. They have the <laughs> little crust on their head. Right, that explains kind of like the blue coloration on Kaya's uh, mask. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they, they've, they're capable of killing people, so uh, I would not mess with a cassowary <laughs> if I saw one in, in front of me. Okay. Match two, we have a three-way match between Yuka Sakizaki versus Harun and Neko versus Noka Tenma. We have Yuka defeating Neko with the magical merry-go-round, eight minutes, 38 seconds. This match started off very comedic uh, with Noka and Neko teaming on Yuka. Uh, Yuka then takes Neko and shoves her into Noka, which makes her cry, actually. Yuka, she took down Noka and then attempted to chop her stomach, in which... And Nodoka just rolls out of the way across the ring. Uh, she then uh, Yuka then slaps Nodoka's stomach, uh, picking up to the collapse of the crowd uh, before blowing on her stomach like she did on another show. And then uh, the match picked up from there. Uh, really like the spot of Yuka hanging Nodoka on the ropes upside down, uh, which allows Neko to face scratch her. Uh, later on, Neko she hit a double sunset flip for a near fall. Neko, she hits the Neko Nut Crusher on Nodoka, goes to pin her, uh, but Yuka comes in with the Magical Girl Splash, uh, but ends up only hitting Nodoka. Neko, she tries for the Neko Nut Crusher again, but just gets punched as she rolls up. Um, I almost didn't give this match a rating because it just started off so wacky, but uh, I liked the, how it picked up, and some of the exchanges toward the end were pretty fun. Uh, I gave this two and a quarter. I gave this two and a half. How about those spots with uh, Nodoka and Yuka? Do you have any thoughts on those? I like it when Yuka like starts targeting her stomach and then blows on it. I for some reason I find that so <laughs> funny. So and also whenever uh for some reason Nodoka I don't know if she felt bad for Neko in the beginning, but Yuka kind of like taunted Nodoka with Neko and then threw Neko at the side which caused Nodoka to have like a lot of distress for some reason which I maybe it just really guess. hurt maybe yeah <laughs> I I don't know <laughs> yeah <laughs> this match Yuka Nodoka Neko you knew that there were going to be some shenanigans going on just given who's in it oh yeah for sure yeah really like a uh, Yuka when she's very I-I-I and very uh, carefree and happy. <laughs> okay, now I we get... <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, now we get into uh, my favorite thing on the entire show. It was match three, six-woman tag between Shoko Nakajima, Hyper Masao, and Mizuki versus Yuki Kamifuku, Yuki Aino, and Palm Harajuku with Mizuki defeating 
technically Palm, but I would like to think that she defeated everyone, including her tag partners, uh, with the diving foot stomp in 10 minutes, 32 seconds. Uh, Mizuki in the beginning just cut Shoko off when it came to Kiso checking if they had weapons on their gear. Shoko just having a disappointed awe. <laughs> that made me laugh. That was pretty great. Um, Hybrid Missile says, hello, big children. She introduces her team as Kiraku Pionmei. That's fantastic. Uh, her and Shoko, they pose as a rabbit, but Mizuki poses as a hero, prompting Hyper Missile to give her a lucky item in the form of her cape. Uh, Mizuki puts it on, Kiraki Pionmei. Uh, they will be Shoko Pion and Pami Pion, leaving Mizuki to become Hyper Mizu Pion. Ty, what did you think of this match? I thought it was very entertaining. I thought it was one of the most entertaining matches on this show. <laughs> yes. So, but I liked when Camille, uh, she like lifted the cape off of Mizuki and then poke yeah. her eyes and then put it back on. <laughs> <laughs> just for that sole purpose, just to poke the eyes. Right. I love that. Uh, yes. <laughs> Hyper Mizupion. I'm going to try to refer but, uh, to her as that the entire uh, review of this match. Was Mizuki trying to copy Hyper? Well, yeah, because she is uh, a hero now. Or in this match, at least. Yeah, you're right. Hyper did not seem happy when she did her uh, stance on the ropes. <laughs> uh, she wasn't uh, getting her pose correctly, apparently. Oh, so, I see. Yeah. I see. That makes sense. But uh, Shoko had pretty good exchanges with um, Palm and uh, Camille as well. Lots of, uh, I don't know, I just, I, I don't know what the moves are called. I wish I could reference them. But she did a lot of the moves I normally love from Shoko compared to her past matches for some reason, I felt like there was a difference in this match because she was more carefree compared to other matches where she had to be more serious. And I like the style that she had in here, personally, more. But yeah. overall, I thought it was a pretty good match. So, especially Mizuki. She was the <laughs> highlight, in my opinion. Yes. Uh, hype. This match was so fun. Hyper Mizu Pion, uh, she held up Palm. Uh, both Shoko and Misao, they go to strike her, but both end up punching Hyper Mizu Pion. Uh, Hyper Mizu Pion, this is going to be hard. Uh, she goes for the I am, the, or I am a hero, uh, but Misao says uh, she's doing the pose wrong. And <laughs> her face as she's told this is amazing. She just looks so like, ugh, and then goes right back to being happy. Uh, she finally gets it right on the third attempt, but Palm avoids it, causing a, a Hyper Mizu Pion to crash. Uh, really enjoyed uh, Palm folding the cape over... Uh, okay, I'm just going to refer to her as Mizuki. This is a lot. <laughs> over Mizuki's <laughs> face and hitting the, uh, the shin kicks. Uh, I know she actually pulled off the cape uh, in this match. Very despicable uh, by Burning, Burning Venus. Uh, Shoko, she, she goes nuts uh, on Camille. Uh, hitting a suicida to her on the outside. Uh, later, Palm pulls the cape off of Hyper Missile, throws it at Mizuki, who catches it, and throws it back at her. 
Um, Mizuki fires up. She sets Palm in the ropes, goes for the drop kick, but is tripped uh, with the cape by both Yukis. That was great. Palm, she goes for a sunset flip cover. Uh, Hyper Masao tries to stop her, but Palm rolls backwards, so Masao actually uh, hit Mizuki. Uh, Another case of friendly fire accidentally there. And then this ending part... (laughs) Mizuki, she bridges out of a pin by Palm, hits a double foot stomp on both Hyper Masao and, and Palm, and then you, this pile forms just on top of Palm, poor Palm, where Mizuki collectively stacks everyone up, even sort of like tricking uh, uh, Shoko into like adding her onto the, to the pile. She puts, or she lays the cape on them, goes to the top rope, and then hits a double foot stomp on all of them. That is probably uh, the best thing that I've seen in TJPW this year. Uh, overall, this match, really fun, just goofy. Uh, Hyper Mizu Pion is a treasure. I gave this a two and three quarters. I also gave this two and three quarters. What? What is that in the background? <laughs> it is raining oh. right now. Oh my. <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. I'm fine. Oh my! <laughs> wow, it got tough out there. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of thundering all of a sudden. That it looks pretty dark out for me, so that's gonna be fun. Um, yeah, you're anyway, gonna get it later. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, this match, like I said, was fun. I do wish that um. Instead of, this is nitpicking, I wish that Mizuki, instead of putting the cape over, like, the pile uh, of wrestlers, she actually put it on, then went up top, said, like, uh, I am a hero or something, and then went for the double foot stomp. That could have been awesome. Yeah, hyper Mizuki on everyone. Okay, so, match four, we have a tag match between Hikari Noah and Mahiro Kiryu. Versus the Giao Train, uh, Team Marke Kobashi and Raku, with Raku defeating Mahiro with the Doctor Yellow in 10 minutes 22 seconds. Hikari and Marka start off. Uh, I really like the continuity uh, to their brief feud here, where Hikari tries to rush Marka from behind, uh, but this time Marka's prepared as so he just stares at her and says, "Giao." In this match, Marka and Raku, they isolated Mahiro. Uh, later, Mahiro twists Marika's hair and throws her down. The face she makes is amazing. She kneels down on Marka's back and se- sincerely apologizes for pulling her hair. Uh, Raku and Hikari go at it. Uh, at one point, Raku just whips Hikari so hard into the corner that one of the ring posts actually falls off. Uh, Really digging the Giao Train teamwork. Uh, Raku faking out Mahiro in the corner. Uh, Marka hitting a sunset flip for Raku to hit a drop kick. Hikari and Raku, they traded back and forth shots. Uh, Raku, she went for a brain chop, but Hikari thrust kicks her hand, which was great. Uh, Raku, she rolls up Hikari for Marka to hit a shining wizard. Then, uh, Raku hits the Kageyaki Sling Blade plus a Dr. Yellow, uh, which allows her to pick up the win for her team. Uh, Ty, what did you uh, think of this match? I thought it was a pretty good match. Um, first, you had Hikari with Marika, and it's kind of strange because they recently just fought for the 
um international title international, yeah. Inter- okay yeah the international title and it kind of felt like they were like tense with each other but then all of a sudden they came to some sort of agreement so i was i was very confused i was like wait what <laughs> But overall, it's a pretty good match. Um, I'm always surprised when Raku wins. I I don't know why. I feel like I need to <laughs> have like higher expectations for her. But when she wins, I'm like, wow, good job, Raku. So I thought it was a pretty good match. Uh, I enjoyed it. I mean, of course, compared to the match before, it wasn't uh, as high, but it was still something enjoyable to see. Yeah, I actually uh, really like this match. Um, like, uh, love the brief callbacks to uh, Marka and Hikari's uh, recent history, of course. Uh, I thought Raku and Hikari had some great back-and-forth exchanges in here. Uh, I like seeing Raku get a lot more involved in this match uh, to build her up. Uh, she She's very successful in, tag, in multi-person tag matches, and she usually gets the win there. Um, so her... Um, as a singles competitor uh, against Hikari is going to be very interesting. She knows Hikari. Uh, Hikari knows her. I think they could have uh, a fun match uh, on the 10th. So, yeah, I gave this match uh, three stars. I gave this match two and three quarters. Okay. And finally, match five, the main event of this show. It is a six-woman tag between Milya Mashta Maki Ito and Moka Miyamoto versus Mirai Mayumi, Suzume, and Erisu Endo with Miyu defeating Erisu with the skull kick in 17 minutes and one second. Miyu and Mirai, they start off quite aggressively, uh, giving a preview to their UWF rules match uh, at Inspiration that we will get to in a second. Um, there, we, in this match, there was a return of the one to million uh, elevated Kokeshi spot onto Erisu. Miu, she drags Erisu uh, to their corner. Uh, I just love Maki just delivering punches to Erisu's calves uh, while she's on the outside. Uh, back and forth shots between Erisu and Mocha, which also previewed their match at Inspiration. Uh, Maki, really like this exchange here. She hit two big DDTs on Mirai before charging up and just being dumped on the map by Mirai. <laughs> Great stuff there. Um, Suzume and Maki, uh, they go back and forth between the ropes. Uh, Maki actually lifting Suzume to the apron in order to hit a draping DDT. Miu and Suzume, they also have good sequence with each other. Uh, <laughs> Miu pretty much uh, toughening it out or enduring uh, Suzume's dropkick, uh, but Suzume did manage to take her down in order to tag an Erisu. Let's see here, Ash. Miu, she makes the ropes while she's in a camel clutch, uh, but Erisu follows it up with a middle rope drop kick. Uh, she tries for the near drop, but Miu counters, uh, going for a German. Erisu holds onto the ropes to let her go, in which Miu just gets up and immediately it's a, la- or a lariat from Mirai. Mocha and Mirai, they trade shots of, uh, before Mocha hits a leg lariat. She tries for the karate strikes on Suzume, who then fires back with a ring of bell. Maki comes in. Suzume gets uh, some hits in before Maki comes back with her, uh, with her head, actually, and then the hammerlock DT. And then finally, Miu lifted Erisu uh, for the AA. Uh, Erisu gets out. She tries for many roll-ups, but Miu just kicks her back into the ropes, props her back with another kick, and then uh, hits the skull kick to win. So 
Ty, I thought this uh, six woman was very good. Uh, a lot of great matchups and yeah. exchanges here. Uh, the more younger team of Beastar and Erisu, uh, also Mocha, I thought they did very well. Um, I thought this was a nice uh, main event to finish the show. I thought it was a pretty good... Um... Like, I, I enjoyed this match greatly. It was very interesting to see Mocha and Erisu with, like, very strong teams. So I thought that was a very interesting um, kind of choice for the uh, – what do you call it? <laughs> My brain right now. <laughs> team, like, what? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Very interesting choices for the teams. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> I enjoyed it greatly. I, the exchanges between Erisu and I believe Miyu in this match was very interesting in my opinion because even though Erisu is way below Miyu's level, there were moments where she had Miyu locked in and I thought that was very fun to see. Um, and also Mirai and Miyu. I don't know why, but they're actually very good together. I, I greatly enjoy exchanges between Mirai and Miyu. It, it really feels yes. a lot more intense than I expected it to be. So I, you know, it was very interesting to see all these new dynamics between them. And of course, Maki being Maki. <laughs> At this point, when you, like, when you talk about Maki, it's just like, oh yeah, Maki's Maki. <laughs> you could say that for a lot of wrestlers, actually. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Very distinct in her so, personality. But I really underestimate B Star a lot, and I need to have higher expectations for them because they're such a great team. And I'm really seeing this throughout uh, my course of Tokyo Joshi, especially since they feel like they're becoming such a good match that they have potential to maybe counter one day Miyu Maki, which I'm, you know, hoping one day that'll happen. I think it will, but I'm very excited for that team. And overall, I thought it was a pretty good match. Yeah, I've, I've said already how much uh, I really like B-Star, and I can, I can get your points. Uh, they are very good as a tag team, but they've lost uh, a, a good amount of, tag title matches um i think i feel like a yeah. match between once a million uh versus b star possibly for the tag titles thrown in there like that could be uh, amazing and i also agree with you uh miu uh and mirai they're such a great pairing and a great styles clash too you have miu who's very uh sleek spontaneous uh, the striker uh then you have uh mirai who's more of a powerhouse but also has speed on her side so it's definitely a, a great combination. And they did have a match that we will uh, talk about in a few minutes. Uh, but this the six-woman I thought was very good, actually. Uh, I gave this three and three quarters. I also gave this three and three quarters. Okay. Uh, Post-match, uh, Miu thanks both Mocha and Maki. Uh, this is the first time this particular trio ends the show. Uh, she mentions that she's facing Mirai in a UWF rules match uh, on the next show. Uh, she puts over uh, Endo, and, Endo and Suzume and says the cover of Show Pro that week was DJPW. Uh, she closes saying, limits, don't set your own limits. Uh, backstage, uh, Mirai says it's frustrating that she couldn't save Erisu at the end. 
Uh, she faces Mew at inspiration and wanted to scout her before and plant some fear uh, within her uh, using her, submit, her submissions. Uh, the rules present, uh, present a lot of unknowns for both of them, but she will do her best and put her heart in it. Then a backstage promo for Mew, she says that she defended against Saki-sama the previous night and was able to recover even though she's not 100%. Dang. <laughs> I guess Saki-sama wasn't that too big of a deal for her? I don't know. That's just me being nitpicky. Um, defense against uh, Saki-sama gave her confidence. Uh, in this match, she was able to scout Mirai's reactions to her striking stance. She says B-Star's tag work was good and Endo showed a lot of heart. Uh, she also says that Mocha's getting better and Ito was reliable and fun as usual. Really like uh, Miyu putting over uh, praising uh, the younger members of the roster. She had always wanted to try UWF rules and she finally gets her chance against Miraya, who serves as an interesting opponent due to her uh, background in judo uh, that she incorporates in her matches. So overall, I gave the show uh, a seven. Overall, pretty fine, but it had some fun stuff in it. Uh, I will say the one camera angle uh, for the VOD is something I'm never really a fan of. Like, I'm not sure if you noticed this tie, but like, especially when it shakes during like whoever's holding the camera while they, while they move around the ring. <laughs> but otherwise, uh, it was it was fine. Um, I really liked the tag match between Hikari and Mahiro uh, versus Gal Train. Thought the main event was very good, and uh, Hyper Mizupion is the best thing since uh, Palm Harajuku. Uh, side note, join Palm Order. So there's my <laughs> I was not happy with the camera work in this entire show. Like I, <laughs> he was just in the side of the of the ring the whole time, and I was like, oh no, it was shaky. It was <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was just not feeling it, but oh well. Yeah, like during the entrances, like. Uh, he, oh yeah like whoever's holding it like they would just like they would focus on one person while another person is being introduced it's you know you've got to sacrifice uh the big the big camera yeah. for the stream i guess uh i wasn't was able to one watch camera, it then, that but... whole thing <laughs> yep <Got> one perspective <laughs> so there you go um side note uh before we move on i think a trio of Mew, Maki, and Mocha could be really fun, actually. Um, once a million plus Mocha, like, Mocha's very low on the totem pole. We know this. <laughs> ha to have your most, arguably most charismatic and popular star, plus uh, the top champion, uh, the ace of the promotion, kind of be aligned with her, I think that has potential to be really fun. Like, I don't know if that trio is ever going to be a thing besides uh, a trio in uh, random matches, but I think that could be really fun. Just having uh, Mocha and Miyu have their karate uh, similarities as well as uh, just Maki interacting with Mocha. Maki, she tried to help uh, Mocha become an entertainer. Maybe sort of Maki is kind of... Um, sass and personality can maybe rub off a little bit on mocha that could be very entertaining actually so just a little thought there 
nothing too major. Okay, let's uh, move on to a show that happened on July 1st. It was TJPW Inspiration, the second one of these shows happening at uh, Shinkaba First Ring. There were no up-up girls uh, on the show, so uh, Sayuri herself has to name the train of the day and declares uh, Stato. And we had uh, three matches. So match one, we have a singles match between Moka Miyamoto versus Erzu Endo going to a 15-minute time limit draw. Ty, what did you think of this match? I had a lot of mixed feelings in this match because what the, the funny thing was right after uh, the Bullet Show ended, since each team had kind of like a rookie. So one to million had Mocha and then V-Star had Erisu, right? Yep. And I was like, hmm, who would win? Mocha or Erisu if they were in a one-on-one match? <laughs> well, and it, it turns out. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? None. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's a, it was a draw. And I was, it really made me think like, because Mocha, she's been there longer than Erisu, correct? Right, so yes. You would think Mocha, right? But Erisu showed a lot more potential, in my opinion, than Mocha. Ooh. Okay. So it, it felt like they were, in a way, equal. And I guess this match confirmed that. That they were definitely, probably on the same level. Like, I... I just, you would think Mocha would have the upper hand because she has, you know, more experience, yeah. somewhat anyways. Well, the but, match ended with her uh, locking in Arisu, so there's argument there yeah, that if, yeah. it wasn't, if it wasn't for the time limit, she could have won. That is true, yes. So, but I thought it was a very enjoyable match. Um, there was a lot of moments where I thought one would win, but they just keep on going for a very long time. So yep. <laughs> they're, they're very eager to win. Yeah. Boca and Erisu, they start off with a very extended mat grappling into wrestled sequence. Uh, kind of see why, knowing the result. Um, this match had a lot of clapping, <laughs> like so much clapping from the audience that I actually feel for their hands afterwards. Um, the main story running through this match was Erisu. She was working over Mocha's arm and trying to drop the knee to the back of Boka's head. Um, for the first attempt, Mocha, she avoids it and exploits uh, Erisu's knee crashing onto the mat, and, and that allows her to work that part over. Erisu, she manages to hit the knee drop onto Mocha. She also tries on the apron, but Mocha uh, avoids it. Uh, I actually really liked uh, Erisu's selling like of her knee in this match. Um, she, just the way like she moved around and handled herself i thought that was pretty good um sayuri she's announcing the time left towards the end as erisu and mocha they trade submissions uh back and forth shots in between the ropes uh drastically picking up the pace um uh, i do wish erisu would have sold the knee a little bit more towards the finish um but i'll get into that into a second um the match ends in a draw uh, seconds after Mocha locks in the Rashomon on Erisu. So, 
I think it's cool to have the junior members of the roster have a singles match uh, together, uh, have them tell a limb targeting story. This draw was very unnecessary in my opinion. Uh, I think Mocha should have won. She is Erisu Sr., as you said, Ty. Um, and she recently picked up uh, her first win. Uh, why not keep that momentum going for her somewhat? And kind of the story that they're telling uh, is very limb-targeting heavy. I kind of wish that um, Erisu, Erisu's knee, uh, it was giving her trouble in this match, that it would have played to some sort of finish. Not just Mocha just locks it in and then it, the whole thing with her knee doesn't really matter. But uh, yeah. otherwise, I thought this match, uh, it, it did take a little bit to pick up. Uh, very slow towards the beginning, but they were working to a time limit draw. Uh, so, yeah, I gave this a two and a half. I gave this two and a quarter. Alrighty. Okay, match two, we have a singles match between Yuka Sakazaki versus Suzume with Yuka defeating Suzume with the magical merry-go-round, nine minutes, seven seconds. This match is uh, Yuka's final appearance uh, in TJPW before her excursion to the U.S. to compete for AEW. Uh, I actually like this uh, nine-minute match. A really cool opening exchange. Uh, Suzume, uh, she bridged with Yuka on top of her. Uh, which allowed them to kind of flip backwards so Suzume can pop up and just dropkick Yuka, which was nice. A little subtle spot that I actually liked in this match was Yuka. Uh, she had Suzume locked in into a submission. Suzume's trying to go for the ropes, but Yuka's just preventing her from reaching it uh, by using her leg to hook onto Suzume's leg to, like, pull it back. I thought that was really good. Um, there was a lot of roll-up schoolgirl attempts by Suzume in this match. Uh, she tries for one on Yuka for a near fall. Uh, then she does like some sort of maneuver that I cannot explain. Ty, do you, do you know what I'm talking about? Um, it's the yeah. one where kind of like gets up and like sits on Yuka's like shoulder and like spins around to like... Yeah, yeah, Yuka yeah. To roll. It, it's hard to explain. It, reminds, it reminded me of like Mizuki's Aquamarine uh, except it didn't go into a pentatap. It looked very nice. Uh, trying something new from Suzume. That's good to see. Uh, lots of inside cradles, like I said, by Suzume. Uh, but Yuka, she actually got a, got the upper hand a lot here. Yuka later attempts to hit a superplex and then a flatliner from the top rope, but Suzume knocks her down uh, and hits a crossbody for a near fall before transitioning into uh, a sleeper in which Yuka just drops her off. I really like the persistence here with Suzume. Uh, going for the sleeper again, uh, tries for a ring of bell, uh, even more pin attempts. Suzume, she span around uh, Yuka, only for Yuka to catch her into a brain buster, which was really good, uh, until Yuka hit the magical merry-go-round to end it. Um, yeah, I thought this was a fun little, fun little match uh, to have, uh, especially for Yuka's uh, final appearance in TJPW. Uh, only went nine minutes. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, I gave this three stars. I also gave it three stars. So, yeah. Do you have any uh, other thoughts on this match? Um, well, I was very surprised from Susan there. I think she's great. 
Yes. <laughs> I like I like I like the chemistry between Yuka and Suzume because they're both very jumpy, fast-paced yeah. people. So it definitely created a very jumpy, fast-paced match. So, <laughs> which I, I like. So I think it does. Uh, it was very, uh, it was very nice. <laughs> yeah, I can see if Yuka and Suzume had a uh 15 to like 17 minute match at like a big show uh whether it be like something like yes wonderland or brand new wrestling i think that could be very very good so suzume is great yuka is incredible this match itself i thought was good um but definitely you can see that yeah you could definitely see that yuka and suzume if they had another uh, bout together that they could do so much more so yeah okay finally the main event of this show match three it is a single match or a singles match uh, under uwf rules between Miyu yamashita versus mirai mayumi with miu defeating mirai via tko with a skull kick in 11 minutes and 17 seconds the UWF rules for this match is that there's a 20-minute time limit. You can't win by pinfall, only by tap-outs, uh, a 10-count KO, uh, ref stoffage, or TKO via lost points. They can't attack uh, the opponent when they are being counted for, no- for knockout. Uh, both Miyu and Mirai, they started off with five points. The points are lost every time a wrestler is knocked down or escapes the ropes. Headbutts, elbows, close fists, punches to the face, and striking when opponent when opponent is on their hands and knees is not allowed, and will result in caution slash maybe DQs at the discretion of Kiso. Okay, so this match, Miu and Mirai, uh, they start like they did on the previous show, uh, being cautious uh, but also aggressive. A lot of match struggling follows. Soon, Mirai has Miu in some sort of leg lock, causing her to grab the ropes and lose a point. They, re- they reset, and later, Miu has Mirai in an armbar, causing her to lose a point once she, uh, she reaches the ropes. They reset again, and I like how Miu is a lot more frantic uh, with her kicks. Uh, great moment here, w- with Miu just berates Mirai with a series of kicks, but then Mirai just comes back with a big lariat to knock her down. That was awesome. Miu uh, going down to only three points afterwards. They get a lot more aggressive as these uh, points go. Uh, Mirai, she's locking in Miu into the Miramare to cause her another point. They reset again. The pace picks up a lot here. And then Miu just hits a great high kick onto Mirai for a knockout. Mirai losing that point. Love the final palm slaps to Mirai from Miu here in this ending stretch. Mirai falls, doesn't make the 10 count, Miu wins. So, Ty, I thought this, I, I enjoyed some bits in this match, but overall, yeah. this was interesting. So, <laughs> apparently, UWF rules, uh, I'm not familiar with them. I know you're not, Ty. Um, yeah. they, they basically allow for for more of an MMA style stipulation. I'm not sure if that's accurate. Um, so this wasn't worth like a traditional pro wrestling match. 
Um, I liked the buildup uh, as the match went on and as points were being lost. Uh, it was kind of cool to see them turn it up a gear. But it was very, it was very different, I'll say that. Um, the sort of struggling uh, for control and going for submissions, uh, definitely can see that given the, the environment that they're in. But overall, I felt like this match was kind of underwhelming. Yeah, I, I felt the same way. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I really enjoyed the knockout spots with Mirai's lariats and Miyu's kicks. Those were really cool. Um, getting there was interesting. Um, this is my first uh, UWF rules match, so I'm not sure if this would be considered good or bad by their standards. Uh, taking the entire match, it did seem to come off a little underwhelming. Uh, but at the same time, I'm not sure exactly what I was expecting. Uh, I can see the appeal uh, of these UWF rules, uh, especially when points start to go, or wrestlers start to lose a lot more points and the competitors start ramping it up. Personally, I'm not sure if these matches are for me. Uh, Ty, do you feel similar thoughts? I know they're not for me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm not really into the whole grappling and constant submissions. I feel like it's very slow and um, kind of drags out the entire match. So I usually like when there's more uh, movement going on between the two opponents. So it, it just didn't feel for me, but... I mean, I think they executed well what they were trying to execute, but other than that, I, I wasn't really into the match, but it wasn't a bad match. Like, it, it was good between Mariah and Miyu, and it definitely showed um, their strength, but at the same time, I wasn't really into the whole style. Um, it definitely, like, I... In my opinion, I enjoyed Yuka and Tsuzume's fast pace a lot more than a very slow, um, cautious match. So, but that's my opinion. I mean, for, you know, maybe for many other people, they think grappling is, is a lot yeah, more it's a It's a different uh, psychology when it comes to this match. Um, yeah. I, I actually do like the idea of a point system. Um, yeah, but for me, kind of like the emphasis on like submissions, well, I can see the appeal of it. Uh, it's just not for me. Um, I think what, what does it for me also is kind of like the fact that you can't win by pinfall. Yeah. So there's like no room for near falls of any kind or serious counters into those. Um, the, the actual struggling between uh, Mirai and Miu. Uh, it did get good at some points, and their back and forth uh, spots with um, either Miu or Mirai, both of them did it, uh, where they just come out of nowhere with a big strike to knock down uh, the other. That was pretty enjoyable. But yeah, it's fine. I give it three stars. Okay. I Miu. Actually, or, oh, um, yeah. 
Well, I actually decided not to rate the match because it was under different rules that I. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just leaving it as unannounced. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, this is our our first uh, exposure to UWF. Uh, Like I said, we're not sure if this would be considered good or bad. So I just gave it like a straight three. Uh, It's it's fine, I guess. Um, Miu, she closed the show saying she uh, always wanted to try UWF rules and that uh, they were super fun. With each TJPW inspiration show, you find something new. So they'll keep exploring new and fun ways uh, to fight at TJPW through these shows. Okay, so overall, the show, I gave it a six. Um, I thought the show was fine. Uh, Glad, Mocha, and Erisu, they got a good amount of time, uh, even if it ended up being just for a draw. Yuka and Suzume, it was decently fun. And the UWF rules match, well, not really for me. Uh, It was different, and that's kind of the point of inspiration, right? So, yeah, I just gave it a six. I agree. I also gave it a six. I will say, um, I know it's a little bit unfair to compare the, this inspiration show to the first one, but I really think that there should have been a little bit more experimentation. Um, yeah. Or at least to a higher degree, I mean. Uh, the first show, if I remember, it was a singles match between Mizuki and Miu. That's fine. Uh, it had Raku versus Rika with Raku like using a pillow for the first time to kind of like duct tape it onto Rika so that when she goes for the hip attacks, Raku's not hurt or anything by that. Uh, they definitely like moved around a Shinkaba uh, during the beginning portion of that match. And then, of course, that hardcore match. Awesome. Here, I... Again, I really like uh, Mocha and Erisu having uh, a junior opener. Well, pretty good stuff. Uh, Yuka and Suzume, I thought it's fun. Like I said, then we had the UWF rules match. I feel like, however, there could have been a little bit something else on the show. Uh, not necessarily like another match or anything like that, but at least like more exploration, if that makes sense. Maybe have uh, Yuka and Suzume. They're going to have a short amount of time together have it be a little bit more fun outside of just a match it is yuka's last match before AEW, but i don't know those are just my thoughts i'm not sure if you agree ty i agree okay so that has been this episode of the crash rabbit pod bit of a short one uh for today uh our upcoming Podcast will be on two uh, eventful shows, those being July 10th and 11th. Uh, Don't miss the signs and Go Girl 2, respectively. Excited for that. Follow us on Twitter at CrashRabbitPod. Follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Breaker, and Radio Public. It's the Crash Rabbit Pod. Again, thank you guys for listening. Ty, do you have any final thoughts? I think I said all my thoughts. So Okay. Okay. Yeah. And with that, my name is Robbie. This is Ty. This has been the Crash Rabbit Pod, the podcast dedicated to exploring the magical world of Tokyo Joshi. Talk to you guys later in episode 20. <laughs>